Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Billboard Chart Podcast. Gary Trust, Billboard Senior Director of Charts. And hey guys, it's Trevor Anderson, a chart manager here at Billboard. All right, turning this one over to Jim Asker in Nashville this week. We've got a special guest that's going to uh, be the bulk of this podcast. It's Zach Williams, who uh, the last few years has just become absolute cornerstone of Christian music. And uh, great timing uh, for us. He's got a brand new album out, Rescue Story, due next Friday, October 4th. Uh, this week goes top 10 with the title cut on both Hot Christian Songs and Christian Airplay. Really interesting story, too. He started uh, fronting a rock band and then uh, really uh, kind of re-examined his life and went into Christian music, and it's been a great uh, move for his career. So uh, really excited uh, to have Jim. Uh, sort of a r- reverse Christian rock crossover, I guess. Like, you know, it feels like a, lot, like a long time ago a lot of bands started out in Christian. Yeah. They got a little taste of success, wanted to move more into a mainstream direction. Yeah, you know, kind of most of them fizzled out, didn't make it very far, but this is kind of the, the nice... I guess sort of born again story. So got a great story personally and uh, career wise uh, for Zach. So uh, we'll get into all that. And uh, Jim in Nashville is great about getting some of the biggest names uh, for a lot of these podcasts he's done with uh, country stars. Uh, Christian too. He's had uh, Hillsong United here on the podcast. Lauren Daigle. And uh, Lauren was on before you say uh, really even broke big. She'd had huge uh, success before then, but this was before uh, you say became a record hit and uh, perfect timing for this this week too. Uh, Lauren gets a 61st week at number one on Hot Christian Songs. That ties the record for the longest reign ever on that chart in the entire history. Good pick for Jim to have Lauren on uh, last year. Good luck, Charm. Yeah. A couple uh, chart feats on the Christian uh, charts this week. Not to ignore what's going on in the Hot 100, as we always talk about that, but you can go on Billboard.com this week. Lots of coverage. Lizzo. It's a uh, record week for her as well. Fourth week. At number one on the Hot 100 with Truth Hurts, and she passes Cardi B, Bodak Yellow Money Moves, which had three weeks number one. It's the longest leading rap number one ever by a solo female with no accompanying artists. That's two in the last couple of years now. So, this is just two, Trevor? Is this a trend going forward? Um, well, well, I mean, it's always a trend till it stops, right? So it's it's always hard to predict. Uh, Lizzo herself, though, yeah. We'll say she's very excited about about that particular angle to the Truth Hurts story. She uh, tweeted a few things about it earlier this week. So, um, again, really just 
excited to be in that company. And, you know, she's made mention before about how she doesn't think she quite gets the the respect that she should for her for her rap game, even though obviously she dabbles much more in singing. She also does keep, you know, I mean, there are plenty of songs on the album that are rap influenced or straight up rap tracks. So I think for that particular piece of the puzzle to come together with this song um it's just got the icing on the cake but it seems like at least the momentum definitely is there i know a lot of people will be um i mean of course looking forward to uh, another cardi b album maybe potentially soon she had a couple singles out this year none of them quite maybe sparked the way that people would have hoped but you know maybe she's regrouping and coming out with some more music in the next year um of course we saw megan the stallion break out this year in a huge way people probably having an eye on her especially for that next project as it comes through with the attention that she's gotten and i mean Nicki minaj as well you know even though you know there's there's much to be made of in the in the fandom wars about Nicki having yet to have a number one but you know a huge force to be reckoned with got get plenty of top tens on her career both in featured and her own tracks so you know you can't discount Nicki by any means of getting that number one she's been close before a lot of times i mean super bass anaconda she's been right up there so i wouldn't put it past Nicki to finally get that as well yeah not to get uh, all uh, syrupy but young artists young female artists growing up if this becomes more common it becomes uh, not so difficult for a female rapper to have a hit by her own so they couldn't really be uh, changing things going forward that we can't even see yet yeah that's a great point because if you look at you know the history of it i mean there have always been of course female mcs out there but when you know people sort of want to talk about you know who, who were the ones that were up there at the top of the charts competing in the big leagues with a lot of the men you know the names for a while were, were, were pretty sparse i mean you could point and and, and they were sparse in a way that they didn't necessarily like overlap in terms of peak popularity at the same time like we're seeing with you know, a Cardi here and now a Lizzo and, you know, I mean, a Nikki and um, a Megan, you know, all those names kind of eating up the charts at once. And, and even, you know, let's not discount, I mean, Sweetie's out there, too, getting number one on Rhythmic Radio this week. So just the depth is really rich and everybody's kind of peaking at the same time. So I think that probably helps people get really excited about this phenomenon and thinking that it's not just a, you know, a one season wonder or, a you know, a blip in the system. But actually, like you're saying, evidence of, you know, a, a new a new lane opening up in the in the demographic of rap that has been capitalized on in a way that really hasn't in maybe ever before, but certainly at least in 20 years. You lie, just One of the other big moves uh, this week on the Hot 100, Lil Nas X. He, he finally has another top 10 that we can talk about. After Old Town Road had a record 19 weeks at number one, he is back in the top 10 with a new song. Well, not new, but it's been kicking around for a while. But new to the top 10, Panini jumps from number 14 to number 5. The official video came out a couple weeks ago. And then last week, the The Baby remix came out. So uh, top 5, top 10 uh, now for uh, Lil Nas X and uh, dug into that on Billboard.com of uh, w- how often does an artist have a huge debut hit like that and then get a second top 10. So I looked at you know, artists who had uh, debut hits on the Hot 100 as leads that led for at least 10 weeks and uh, Lil Nas X is the sixth artist to do that. He's the third to get at least a second top 10. So he joins uh, Shanti and Flo Rida who uh, both went on to have uh, – uh, nice runs of top tens after their first hit. So, uh, yeah, as much as it's a, obviously a huge uh, record, uh, 
uh, run for Old Town Road, it's in its own way extremely impressive that that's not all from Lil Nas X. He can follow it up with a second top 10 and we'll see where his career keeps going from here. But he's obviously proven that he's uh, going to be smart about uh, obviously marketing his music, but uh, talent is there too. So good to see the story continuing, a whole new chapter uh, for Lil Nas X with this song. Right, because of course there was that sort of overarching question of, yeah, how do you follow up an Old Town Road and and you know, I don't even know to what extent Little Nas X has what he has to do to sort of get any song in his catalog out of that that overarching shadow. But I mean, obviously, to have another top ten right off the bat is is a very positive sign. A lot of people are, you know, they're not sure is he going to be a one hit wonder? Is this is a novelty track? Is this you know he put out songs before? This one kind of caught fire through social media. I mean, we've seen people you know both ways. They've been able to sort of jumpstart that into something real. We've seen people, you know, get that one hit and then fall off the face of the earth. So good for him. You know, obviously he's got a huge social media game. And I think in particular he's kind of just, I mean, with even with the baby remix and the video and it, it just the ways that he's kind of marketed the song. I mean, you can just tell he's a very smart marketer. And, you know, he knows he knows how to, you know, get get the attention of people on social media and on streaming platforms in ways that I think a lot of other artists and, and labels and managers are probably studying right now. So it's just kind of cool to think that you know this this twenty year old kid out there is really upending the game in ways that you know people don't even think is possible. Like you know, there's no way this this one kid knows you know more than all these multi million billion dollar corporations, and he's proven that hey, you know, yeah, he does. Uh, all right, uh, it's all on Billboard.com. You can uh, check all that out. Right now, it's Jim Asker with our special guest this week, Zach Williams, on the Billboard Charity Podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There I was. Hey everyone, this is Jim Asker, and today we're talking with Zach Williams. Hi Zach. How are you, man? How's it going? It's going good. The album comes out October 4th. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about today, but I just want to wish you, you know, after listening to the album and how great it sounds, especially after you had that awesome (laughs) first album. Well, it's not your first album, but first album in the Christian genre, correct? As a solo artist. And um, this new one just sets a whole new bar, I think, for you. Thank you. That that was the goal, anyway. Can you um, just talk about the new album and what you are hoping the fans who have gravitated to you over these first few hit singles and the first album will get from this new album? I think they're going to get a lot of the same sound that they got on the first one. I think for me... Um, as a new artist um, in a new genre, it was uh, it's always you know just trying to figure out what your audience is going to be, um, 
you know, who's coming to your shows. And for me, um, you know, obviously uh, a lot of the stuff that I write about, a lot of my experiences, a lot of just life that I've lived. I've met a lot of people that have been through the same thing and lived through a lot of the same things over the last several years. And so it was nice going into this record, kind of knowing more who my audience is, who's coming to my shows, who I'm writing and singing these songs for. Um, but you, I, I still just try to stay. You, you know, connect with your yeah, audience. Don't you? Yeah. you talk to them. Yeah, I do. And I, and I hear their stories and, and I hear their struggles and they're the same as mine, you know, and I, I don't, pretend to have it all together or, or try to be better than anybody else. And so I just wanted to write a record that felt real and honest. And I think it, at the end of the day, if you can do that, then the connections with the songs are going to be there. For anyone who's not familiar with the genre, or doesn't really know Zach Williams' music, can you tell a little snippet of that story? About, yeah. Um, because it's it's just astounding, I think, the first time you told me. Yeah, I mean... Um, You're from Arkansas. From You're Arkansas. playing in a rock band. Yeah. Short story is I have an amazing mom and dad um, that at a very early age just really planted a seed and were really there to just kind of cultivate that seed as I grew up. Um, they were a living example of Jesus in, in, in my life and so many others. And I, I think had it not been for their relationship with the Lord and just the relationship that I had with them, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Um mm-hmm. You know, um, I think as most kids do, when you turn 15, 16 years old, you start experimenting and trying different things, and you think you know more than everybody else, and that was my problem. Um, you know, everything I'd worked so hard to become, you know, from elementary school into my, you know, senior high school year, um, I wanted to be a basketball player. I wanted to go to college and play sports, and I had a scholarship offer. Unfortunately, I got mixed in with kind of the wrong crowd, and got to using drugs and alcohol and, and everything, you know, in, in a moment was gone. I lost a division one scholarship to play basketball, mm-hmm. uh, dropped out of high school with a semester left, got a GED and went to work for my dad's construction company. And while I was out that year working for my dad, uh, tried out for a junior college in Northwest Arkansas and I made the team and got a full scholarship. I moved three hours away from home and continued the same, lifestyle I'd been living in high school, uh, just three hours away with this newfound freedom. And um, the day before my freshman season started, I tore five ligaments in my ankle in practice and wow. redshirted my, my first year and taught myself how to play my roommate's acoustic while I was out that season. And from from there on, it was all history. I, I never looked back at basketball. I wanted you to be weren't a depressed about Sports I, you and, know, I wasn't. I'd kind of, I'd kind of lost my spirit or my drive for sports after that happened. And when I picked up a guitar, I remember for the first time, you know, thinking this is there's something to this that I'm supposed to be doing. And I took a couple classes in college, to, you know, poetry classes, and I started writing some songs. And for the next ten years, I pretty much carried a guitar with me everywhere I went. So you already had music in your soul, obviously. I did. What yeah, my, kind of music did you grow up? Well, by? my dad, my dad led worship in church growing up, so okay. I was around that. So you had that in your spirit. I already. had that. You know, my dad had two younger brothers who, you know, I cut my teeth on. You know, Skinner and Almond Brothers and Bad mm-hmm. Company and Bob Seger and bands like that. So I knew that too. And I think growing up in a Christian home where I had records from Petra and DeGarmo and Key and Milan Lefevre and Keith Green, Rust Half all laying around the house. And then I think for me, it all became kind of this melting pot of just all the music I heard growing up as a kid. Well, that is a melting pot. It is. And, uh, you know, I, I lived a pretty hard life for, you know, well over 10 years. And I met my wife in my late 20s. And at the time, I was touring in a Southern rock band. And 
uh, I was just living really reckless, and I remember there needed to be some things changed. And the, and the the group had some success, right? Yeah, you know, Zach we did. Williams and the restoration. Right? We did, we did. We had some, we had some, uh, some success, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't making me happy. You know, every night I'd step off stage with this empty hole. You know, just were you, were you doing original music with that? Band? I was playing original music. We were doing some covers, but you know, I was just uh, I was so lost, and I thought that that was what was going to make me happy. Uh, I didn't realize that there was something missing until, you know, I gave my life to the Lord. And you just and, packed it up with that band and went home at some yeah, point? Yeah, so I was in um, I was in Europe in 2012 on a tour, and I was really doing some soul searching, and me and my wife were about to get a divorce, and she was pregnant with our second child. And I remember, you know, just thinking, you know, if there's a God out there, I need you to prove it to me. And I kind of made this, like, kind of deal like if you would prove to me you're real did, did she tell this. you on the phone like i had it like this is it. pretty much yeah she had she'd had a had her feel pretty much and she was like if you can't come home and straighten up i'm i'm pretty much done whoa and so two days later we're driving across spain and our bus driver scanning a radio station and i hear a song redeemed by big daddy weave and um man it hit me hard and i remember calling my wife and coming home and canceling the rest of my shows and we started going to church and just, just few, like that. A few short years later, I was working at a church, and what about that song? Just hit it. Just man, something, it was just there was the like lyric, a lightning rod or something. yeah. The lyrics in that song just spoke to me. And I am redeemed. You set me free, so I'll shake off these heavy chains and wipe away every stain. I'm not who. I looked it up and listened to it over and over, and I just remember that was the first song I played whenever I started playing at church. And started leading worship after that. Uh, about three years after that, I started driving to Nashville to write music, and I wrote Chainbreaker with a guy here in town, and the rest is kind of history for the last three years. As I remember, somebody came to church and saw you, though, right? From the yeah. label? or Yeah, a guy that uh, works at Provident. Um, he was a producer and a songwriter. Uh, his wife's family were members of our church, and they came in for Christmas, and I, I was leading the Christmas service. Did and he know who you were? He had no him? idea who I was. Him and his wife were trying to figure out who this tall guy you know, was with playing the, music. With the and, big voice. And so he took me out to coffee a, a day later and, and said, man, I want to know I wanna know what your story is. Like He said, people, people don't sing like that without some kind of story. And I told him, and he invited me to Nashville, and I think— the third or fourth time I drove over here, we wrote Chainbreaker. Which was at number one for 15 weeks, by the way. Yeah, pretty crazy. On our Christian airplane <laughs> chart. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, so we're talking with Zach Williams and the new album Rescue Story is out on October 4th. The song is already a hit and it's got to feel great. You're going to start touring? Yeah, we after uh, the record comes tour out. starts October 10th. So we'll be in the States. We're going up to the Northeast to start the tour and we'll work our way back. Your down. first record was uh, on our Americana Folk album chart at Billboard. Yeah. And so it had that that feel. Yeah. Um, did, did you know that? I saw that, yeah. I mean, I, I did, there was a lot of stuff that happened so on that first record that I had no idea. So do you get calls out of nowhere from 
genres and places you didn't think you would it was more, be known from? More for me, it was more, the I think, the people on the labels, the staff here and on my team were just kind of surprised at some of the things that were happening with the record that we weren't really trying to make happen. It was just, you know, organically showing up on these places. And, you know, for me, that's – for me, whenever I see things like that happen, it's – I realize, you know, when all this started that I tried for years to make something happen in music for myself. None of this happened for me until I, you know, gave my life to the Lord and let him kind of lead the way. So, What did that feel like when your first single hit number one for the first time? <laughs> I was driving from St. Louis, from Springfield to St. Louis, and I heard it on a radio station. Uh, that was the first time I heard it. I was actually on that tour. the first time you heard it on the radio? That's the first time I'd heard it on the radio. That's, Fast forward to about it's quite a feeling, isn't it? four months later, I was on tour with a band playing two songs a night, Chainbreaker and Old Church Choir were the only two songs I played every night, and the song went number one. And I was, yeah, I mean, it was it was such a, you know, I mean, obviously, you work so hard to to get to some place, and you know, you become an overnight success in twenty years. It's it's kind of crazy. I bet your family's really proud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my parents are. They've always been the biggest supporters, you know. So, um, the do you have any goals? I mean, do you do you follow the charts at all? Um, yeah. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I, I watch them. Um, I think. I don't think now that that's what's gonna you know it's not what's paving the way for me is having a number one i think as long as i can continue well to put it kind good, of pays my bills so yeah <laughs> <laughs> as long as i can put out good music you know um connect with my fans uh that's that's my goal your, your first album honest. debuted at number two on our top christian album really? chart yeah right. um, i didn't know that <laughs> so i was going to ask about goals for this album but you probably yeah. don't think of it that way you're thinking about how the music connects with your listeners i am you know and i think i think when I started writing this record a year and a half ago, January, I was, I, I went into it thinking, you know, I've got to outdo, I've got to rewrite a chain break or a rewrite a church choir or, or a song like that. And I, I was putting the pressure on myself to try to, you know, make all these things happen. And I remember in the studio one day, my producer and we were talking, he was like, Look, he was like, man, if you can just come in here every day and write the best song for the day, the best song for the season or whatever you're going through, or whatever the Lord's speaking to you through, then that's a win. You know, he was like, we wrote 30 or 40 of these and there's going to be enough for a record. And that's did, what we did. Did you write everything on this new record? I did. I wrote, we wrote a little over 30 songs for this record. And it's a, it's a 10 song set, right? The first, the first full album. Yeah. So, so 10 songs come out in October and then another six songs come out in the spring and that 10 song record goes away and just becomes a 16 song oh, album. Nice. So, so we kind of done this one a little different on the release, but yeah, we've got 16 songs that are coming out. I think that's great. Yeah, so I'm excited about it. Can you um, play one? Sure. Can that's you do the hit? Yeah, we'll do rescue. Story. I mean the first hit. We'll do that. Yeah. All right. Do you write by yourself by the way? Or do you write with people? No, I write, um, it's usually a co-write. I did for years. I wrote by myself, and um, Nashville is such a co-write town. It is, you know, and I'd never, I'd never co-written until I moved over here. Um, I had hundreds of songs in my phone that weren't finished because of that. Um, you just get tunnel vision. You get stuck, and mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that from ten to two, I'm going to go ride at somebody's house, and I'm going to leave with a demo. And you know, like I said, if you do that forty or fifty times, there's something good's going to come out of it. So. That's awesome. And I think it helps me to just push myself through, you know, sometimes things that I wouldn't really want to 
you know, maybe go there with a song, but somebody else has an idea that I'm I'm all right to try. Are, so. are, do you always carry like a notebook around or you're jotting things down? I do. I have a bunch of stuff in my phone. I keep a bunch of stuff in my phone and I have a I have this writer program on my laptop that mm-hmm. like keeps everything, you know, organized and dated. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well everybody, uh Zach Williams and the single, the first single off the album of the same name coming out October 4th, Rescue Story. Well, there I was, empty-handed Crying out from the pit of my despair And there you were In the shadows Holding out your hand You made me there And now where would I be Without you Where would I be Jesus You were the voice in the desert Calling me out in the dead of night Fighting my battles for me You my rescue story Lifted me up from the ashes Carried my soul from death to life Bringing me from glory to glory You my rescue story And you are, you are You are my rescue story Pages before I had a name, before I needed grace. Oh, singing songs of redemption. Cause every time I ran away, you were louder than my shame. And now, where would I be without you? Where would I be? Jesus, you were the voice in the desert, calling me out in the dead of night, fighting my battles for me. You, my rescue story, lifted me up from the ashes, carried my soul from death to life, bringing me from glory to glory. You, my rescue story. You never gave up on me You never gave up on me You were my testimony Oh You never gave up on me You never gave up on me You were my testimony Oh Oh, you never gave up on me Oh, you never give up on me This is my testimony Oh, you were the voice in the desert Calling me out the dead of night Fighting my battles for me You're my rescue story 
Zach Williams. Thank you. And appreciate it. There's almost like nothing to say after that. <laughs> you closed the book right after that. I appreciate it. That was so good. You know, I, I just um, had these memories of like the Allman Brothers cutting the Eat a Peach album in 1972. And if they found Jesus during that time, that's yeah. what, that, what it sounded like. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I love uh, Greg Allman. one of my favorite favorite singers, songwriters. So There's a little of that. Yeah, and Mark Cohen. Yeah, I would think there's a lot of that. Yeah, that some Paul Rogers mixed in there, some Bob Seger. I I love Christian music, and I really love when uh, people from outside of the genre, like I tell people that I know in in my running community and et cetera, you know, listen, you got to check out Zach Williams, you got to check out Lauren Daigle. They don't know who these people are, yeah. and then they come back as isn't that great when people from outside of the genre? I mean, yeah, I think great so. music I mean, is just great music. Yeah, I I think that's. Yeah, for me, it's a it's a huge compliment to know that, you know, somebody that might not be in our genre, it's a pretty small genre, you know, hears these songs and, you know, do you they're have, great. Or, do you have a great relationship with Christian radio? I feel like I do. Um, I feel like, you know, I hope so. Um, they're, they're playing the song, so I like better. When I was a country programmer, um, we would get a little upset back then and territorial about our yeah. artists crossing over. And I think those walls are coming down now. And, you yeah. know, I think it's great for the music when it crosses over. Well, I think th- exactly. I think for me, um, if the music crosses over, that's, that's awesome. I mean, it's a win for our genre. It's a win for, for me. Um, it's a win for people that don't know who Jesus is, but at the end of the day, I love being a Christian artist. I've, You're pretty bold about your, uh, your yeah. beliefs. Yeah, and I've been down that road, you know. I um I, I lived in, you know, a pretty dark rock and roll world for a number of years mm-hmm. and that's not something I want to go back to, but if songs reach people outside of the genre, then for me that's just a win for the kingdom. For anybody who hasn't been, what's a Zach Williams concert experience like? Uh do you hit the floor running? Pretty much. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not jumping off stages and there's not a bunch <laughs> of strobe lights or anything like that. Um but you don't need that. Uh, no, uh, for me, I think I think a lot of it's. I see a lot of it. Um, you know, a lot of times I, I look out there and people are just listening and you know watching. For me, um, I just want to. I just want to come. You know, be able to share my songs and my stories and my heart with people, and for them to just see somebody that's trying to be as real and as honest as they can with with you know the audience and. Um, like I said, I, I have things I struggle with and we all do. Don't so we, don't we all? Yeah. So do you take, do you make sure you get time for to ground yourself with your family in between? Yeah. You know, I try to, um, my wife is really good at it. She, she stays home with our kids and she homeschools. So oh, she, okay. uh, she keeps us all grounded. So yeah. But can you say how many kids you have? I have four kids. Four. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Age 20, 21, 16, 21, 21, 16, uh my son turns 10 this weekend and my daughter turned seven last weekend so wow good for you thank you congratulations appreciate it and so your wife does the homeschooling she does she she does the two younger ones the the oldest is in college and the other is in high school so Ah. yeah do they come out and see dad on the road they do um it's funny you know when i first started touring on a bus they loved it now that they realize they can come out and be on it anytime they want to, they not so much want to be out. They like their home, you know, uh, their beds and their Are friends. Are you still in Arkansas? The no, whole... we we, st- we live here. We we live in the Nashville area. We've lived in the Spring Hill uh, area for about almost three years now. About um, twenty miles outside of Nashville, right? Yeah, Something south. Like that. It's not far. Um, 
and we love it. And we, we're in a neighborhood where several other families homeschool, so the kids all have friends that they. So for for them, it's just that's his dad's job. Do and, they know what you do? Oh yeah, the they, they they there's several of them that know what I do, but everybody's pretty cool, you know. I mean, there's so many musicians around now. It's not a big deal to anybody. Everybody's got an album out, except for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm the only person in Nashville without an album there out. There you go. You know, you need so to record one. Once again, this album hits on October 4th, Zach Williams and Rescue Story. What what kind of TV plans? Can you talk about any of that or no? Do you have anything set yet? Not really. I, I don't know TV-wise what's going hey, on. Do you know a tour date by chance? Uh, I do know a tour date. We're going to be at the Ryman Auditorium on November the 3rd. Oh. It'll be all new. I mean, we're... We'll play ten new songs, and uh, you're gonna do the whole album. Do the whole record, and four or five from the first record. And wow, that is great! It's gonna be. Is it just you at the Ryman that night? Uh, Josh Baldwin, okay, from Bethel. He's, yeah, he's opening for us, and my band guys are gonna back him on a few songs, and then we'll bring him out at the end of the night. It's, it's and you're gonna do the album from start to finish. The whole thing, yeah. I saw one show like that at the Ryman where a group yeah. did the whole album from start to finish. Yeah. It was the Dixie Chicks doing their whole really. Their home album. That's cool. Which is a tremendous yeah. Americana. That was a great one. Yeah. Great album. So yeah, we'll play we'll play all of those and some of the old ones. Have and you played the Ryman before? I've played it when I played at the Opry. We did an Opry um thing last year over the holidays around Thanksgiving and we played two shows at the Ryman when they move it back over there for mm-hmm. the holidays. Um you enjoy your connection with country, don't you? I do. You know, I mean it's uh, I'm I mean, I'm rooted in country, you know. Grew up on it. It's um, only a matter of time before like Dan and Shay ask you to be on a, a single or something. That'd like be cool. That. Yeah, I wouldn't turn them down. Your voice would mesh well with them. I, <laughs> I have no say. The first time that I talked to Zach Williams was 2017. You won. Um, you were named our Billboard New Christian Artist and Male Christian Artist that year, and that was the very first time that I yeah got to I, interview. You called it's, me on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving that? Day. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. If my boss is listening. <laughs> We work all week, boss. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and you were a treat to talk to, and it's been a treat to watch your trajectory, you know, from, you know, you were already getting growing as a star at that point. And just to hear your, your story and testimony and then watching your career, it's, it's been really fun Thank to you. watch. Appreciate uh, it. Just as a music fan. And I'm sure a lot of fans, you kind of root for artists that you get on early with. Well, you've been uh, you've been a fan. I've 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 seen your articles, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it's cool. You're welcome. And I'm sure there's going to be uh, many, many more. Um, and was this the natural choice for the first single? I think so. I think it was for me. It. it I mean, the title of the record's "Rescue Story." Um, this record for me was a. I had a year and a half to write a record and I had a year and a half to kind of finally stop and take in what has happened over the last few years. And so the first record, there was a lot of, a lot of things in my life in that season going on. There was a lot of freedom I was experiencing in Christ. Um, a lot of chains being broken with this record. I finally had a chance to look back to 20 years ago when I first started playing music and to see all the places that God was working all things out, you know, even when at the moment I didn't even realize he was even there or existed, you know, there was so many things in my life going on. And I remember, you know, getting into, getting into a place in my twenties and thirties and thinking, man, if there's a God out there, like, I don't even know if he could forgive me or love me for this, but just the idea that he's never will leave you or forsake you. And he's always with you. Um, I think that 
you know, that explains the song Rescue Story, but it also explains this record. Like for me, there's been a season of really reflecting and just seeing how good God is and what he's, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. And that was a prayer my my family prayed over me every night whenever I was growing up. It never made any sense at the time, but today it, it makes perfect sense, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's quite a story. Well, Zach Williams, congratulations on all your success. Congratulations on your first record, your new album coming out on October 4th, Rescue Story. Thank you. Um, and then all all the twists and turns down the road. Do you still get to follow sports when you're Yeah, you know, all my guys in the band, they watch football. I'm not a huge football guy, but I'll I'll root against one of the guys on the bus just to have something to do. So <laughs> we play this. We've been playing some Major League Baseball tap sports game on our iPhone, so everybody's on a baseball team right now. We we have something that we can turn into some type of competition about every three or four months we find something new to do. But I'll I'll watch basketball when it gets cranked back up. Be careful out there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate Williams. you, man. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. You are my rescue story. You are, you are. Oh, I never gave up on me. Never gave up on me. You are, you are. Yeah, you are my rescue story. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com